0: You gotta take this.
1: Today I appear to be mild-mannered Sean Lemmy, but in reality, I'm actually podcast host. And when I unleash my mighty yell, "Top Ten Thursdays Assemble!" Hey, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I bring together a mighty team of heroes, including John Amner, Colin Westman, Matt Carson's. <laughs> you may, you said it kind of like there's going to be another one, but no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> It's just us four talking about superheroes, because the Avengers comes out tomorrow. Some people are seeing it at midnight tonight. Not me. Not me either.
0: It's already opened overseas, hasn't it? It's already made like a huge amount of money. Oh, yeah. It hasn't even opened here yet. Well, isn't,
1: yeah. that, isn't that the thing about Hollywood? We make most of the money overseas now, and... Yeah, I guess so. The um, American box office really isn't that important anymore. Really?
2: Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Just because of Sean pirating movies? Or- I, what? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I pirate movies the least out of all people on the planet. And <laughs> we're talking about superheroes this week. Our favorite superheroes. A topic where maybe we're not the most qualified group of people on the planet to talk about. Uh, especially because... None of us are huge comic book guys. I think John's probably as close as we've ever gotten to that. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Whatever. Got a lot of comics. I've, I've read some myself and, you know, watched lots of superhero cartoons growing up. And I used to
2: read Sonic the Hedgehog. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Super close.
0: You're going to add to the list? <laughs> there oh,
2: he's my number one on my, on my personal list. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so uh, yeah, it's just our favorite superheroes uh, from any media, although they are all from comics, because what what other great superheroes are there that didn't start out as a comic? The cape? Turbo Man. Blank Man. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Screw all those guys. I
0: like Turbo
3: Man. (laughs) From Jiggle Way
0: anyways
1: very first one on our list probably one that we're going to be talking about a little later when it comes to numbering time the dark knight himself batman call and tell us a little about
3: okay so i'm going to be doing the introductions because i know the least and that makes sense somehow Mm -hmm. batman the cape crusader he dresses up as a Big old bat and fights crime, and he doesn't really have any supernatural powers. He's just a regular dude, but he's uh, trying to keep the streets clean, I guess. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he's a big one. Not
1: really sure what to say about him. Yeah, well, with, super, with, uh, with Batman, you have uh, kind of the opposite of Superman. Just super mortal, regular dude who's just in great shape and he's pretty smart.
2: Is he more mortal than other people?
1: Oh, yeah. He's super mortal. He's super <laughs>
2: mortal. <Super> he's <laughs>
0: pissed. They destroy you like a horse. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but why, do you, why do you think Batman's so popular? I mean, what do you think the appeal is?
2: I think it's that you can, you know, you can be like, if I was super buff and hella rich and... <laughs> Had access to a cave. Have access to a cave. I could do this,
0: you know? <laughs> but he's not that far-fetched. He is kind of relatable in a way. Yeah. He's still, he's just a man. He's just a man. And his comics were pretty cool, especially in the 80s with uh, Year One and uh, Frank Miller's Dark, Dark Knight Strikes Again or that whole series. Because yeah. I feel like before that, Batman comics were pretty cheesy. Like, going back to the 50s and 40s. Like, Sean, you remember the Batman Boner comic?
1: Oh yes, yes, yes! Joker hey, schemes to to pull off the Joker schemes to pull off the greatest boner of all time to make the greatest boner of all time happen because boner didn't used to just mean erection back back in the time it just meant like a mistake you know a slip up like I I slipped on a banana what a boner. <laughs> And if so you want, I
0: could read a few panels.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so there's a, there's a whole comic dedicated to just Batman and Joker and Commissioner Gordon and Robin. They're all just talking about boners. The whole comic.
0: I got the page open right here. All so right. it starts with this kid hold, holding a newspaper, you know, like extra, extra. And the, dude, the headline is "Joker pulls boner of the year." And then, meanwhile, the Joker's hideout, and here's Joker. So they laugh at my boner, will they? I'll show them. I'll show them how many boners the Joker can make. <laughs> This emphasis on boners has given me an idea for a new adventure in crime. Gotham City will woo the day it mentioned the word boner. <laughs> and then you, got, then you got Robin and Batman. What does he mean, Bruce? How can he force you into a boner? I don't know, but whatever it is, it isn't good. That's for sure. Later. Another in a bookcase. <laughs> There's only one thing to do. We've got to get to the Joker before it can get to us. Let's continue our study of the great boners of all time. <laughs> trying to the jokers next week why is there a book called the greatest Time"? <laughs> that's just one example of how mostly dc comics kind of early on people didn't really know what to do with comics they were really
2: immature what years were that was that
0: that was probably the i want to say it was the early 50s but the 40s and 50s like you know once they got through probably about like 20 or so issues it seems like they started running about ideas and like I remember some comic where Batman's like Batman turns into a Bengal tiger and fights Robin. It's <laughs> really stupid stuff. Uh, and the you know that weird transitional period between the Golden Age and the Silver Age. But I guess we'll get into that a little more later. But uh.
1: yeah, it's really interesting to see like how you know, talented writers could take something as cheesy as what Batman originally was, yeah. and then turn it into something so dark and serious and moody as uh, you know, like the late '80s. Batman comics and, and and the Chris Nolan mm-hmm. Batman movies. I mean, you can just compare those to the Tim Burton Batman movies.
0: Even the animated series, like the sophistication and the writing and everything. It was like film noir.
2: Was his origin story always the same?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's fortunate that he had a cool origin story, which was rare for a lot. I feel like a lot of DC guys He's usually like, "Oh, I found a magic lamp," you know, or something. But you know, his parents are murdered in front of him. So, but then he's
3: like, "What that's should I cool. be?" And
2: a bat flies it like through the window. And like, oh, there we go. Yeah, that's the ticket.
3: That's the ticket. <laughs> that's, the ticket. that's what he's said. But
2: like, even that, you know, that sets a pretty dark undertone for the whole theme of, of Batman, and so it, it seems weird that they'd make it so cheesy initially. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Looking for boners.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's just lucky that he got off to that neat start. Yeah, All I the mean, way back in 1939, Bob Kane
1: created, created him. You were going to say something, Sean? I mean, what, Batman quickly evolved into the guy who hangs out with this little kid and goes to the cave and has... Is
2: Chris, <laughs> has Christopher Nolan ever commented about Robin? He
1: said Robin is still like a baby in my Batman universe.
2: Mm-hmm. So he, he acknowledges Robin.
1: Yeah, but he's, he basically was saying Robin will never be yeah. in a Batman movie he'll make.
0: Which is probably a good thing. Because sidekicks were all in there, so kids had someone to relate to. Because they were for little kids. I mean, comics were always for kids, but they did mature a little bit in the 60s, as we'll see later on in this discussion. And I think but,
1: Dick yeah. Grayson also could have probably been on our list. He's a pretty great character. Once you get past the the weird years of him being a little kid who's also Batman's sidekick, he grows up into, you know, Nightwing and later he even becomes Batman himself, which is pretty neat. He's a pretty interesting character himself. And that's another cool thing about Batman is he probably has the best rogues gallery, uh, as well as some of the best sidekicks in, in comics when you think about Oracle and all the Robins. And Commissioner Gordon. It's just a, He's surrounded by great characters, which is kind of rare, actually, in comics. I'm
0: mm-hmm. all about that Robin that was like a total dick and then he died.
1: Yeah. What's That's that cool. Name? Joker killed Jason, him.
2: Jason Todd or something like that. <laughs> I don't or really that. get it. Is Robin more than one person? Yeah,
1: there, there's been a few Robins.
2: Because uh... no
0: no one wants to be Robin if you're like 30 years old, you know. They <laughs> get older, I guess.
1: But uh I think I
2: could, yeah. So is bat- there one I mean this is something that confuses me about comics. I mean, is there one canon? Is there one yeah. timeline? Well,
1: the, that's something that's just confusing about comics, especially the DC comics, because they have these crises uh where they deal with there being different realities, yeah. different parallel earths. And so a few times they've they've switched continuities. And they actually just did that uh last year with the new fifty two, they relaunched all their comics. So it would have been a great time to get into comics if any of us are interested in doing that. And But it, it's even still confusing because, like, if you want to follow Batman, you can buy Batman comics or you can buy Detective Comic comics. There's already two different ones. And I think Batman Inc. might be there as well. So there might be three different Batman comics going at the same time.
2: So it just depends on your choice of writers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
0: Confusing, but either way, Batman's awesome, and he's definitely going to be on this list, so I think we can move ahead. Yeah,
1: let's so move ahead to one that's probably not going to make our list. Uh, a personal favorite of mine, Booster Gold.
3: Colin! I still don't know what the deal with Booster Gold is. He's like, uh, he, he lives in Metropolis, right? Mm-hmm. Alongside Superman. He seems like he's kind of handsome and stuff. <laughs> I think I read these like sort of egotistical, maybe he's hella egotistical. Yeah, that, I like that because most heroes are so selfless. Okay. It's nice to see a guy that's like. So
1: let me let me tell you the Booster Girl origin story.
2: i he's, call calling the filmian.
1: I can't. Yeah. He's from the future, and he's a total failure in the future, and so he decides what I'm going to do is steal all this sweet future technology and go back in time and become a superhero and totally sell out and become rich, and that is to me. An awesome origin story for a superhero. That's,
3: like, the ultimate thing. Or, like, for me, if I went back in time, I'd just, like, you know, take all the great songs everyone's written and become (laughs) successful Yeah, exactly, right? That guy's, like, the superhero of that fantasy.
1: So Booster Gold comes back, and he's got his, his great super gear. But what he didn't calculate is superheroes, you know, especially if you're coming to Metropolis and you're comparing yourself to Superman you got to be hella, you know, like a Boy Scout, super selfless and, you know, the opposite of what Booster Gold actually is. And uh, you know, so he, he becomes rich, but everyone kind of hates him. And so the, the kind of the ironic twist to Booster Gold is as he becomes more and more a hero, people like him less and less because he already made such a terrible first impression that he's just kind of a joke and no one pays attention to him. and Everyone kind of hates him. And uh, he actually kind of became a comedy character after... His, or maybe he even started out as a comedy character. He was... Sounds like... He was partnered up with uh, a character called the the Blue Beetle, and they were, together they were, they've been called kind of like the Abbott and Costello of the comic world.
2: <laughs> so did, what kind of interactions do they have with Superman? Did he know about Superman before he traveled back in time?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was getting into.
2: Seems weird that you... Like, I feel like if I had that fantasy, I'd want to go to a time... Where there wasn't a, like I, so I could be the main man, you know.
1: Well, yeah, but that, I mean, that wouldn't be that interesting for a comic, though. Yeah,
0: I guess. This guy sounds like a douchebag. I don't like him.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. He, he starts out as a super douchebag, but then when you get, uh-huh. once you get to know him better, he's his heart's in the right place. He, he means well. Just uh, you know sometimes he gets out of hand and that's when everyone's paying attention to him. And then when he's actually doing the good superhero work, no one even notices. Hmm.
0: Well, all I remember is when he got punched into the stratosphere, of the <laughs> death of <and> Superman. <laughs> yeah. but I don't have much interest in the secondary DC characters, especially ones that I assume were created later on.
1: He was. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's not making the list, but I, he's a personal favorite of mine. I, I respect that. I
0: have a lot of passion. I, I always appreciate that. So
2: It's fun to just learn about these guys.
0: Yeah, I, 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 just, I just feel like I've been in Comics 101 right there. More like
1: 102. I can't wait to find out all the stuff I got wrong about Booster Gold. Uh, how about <laughs> Captain America? Cool.
0: He goes He goes way back from Marvel. He's early 40s. Most of the main Marvel guys were from the 60s. I feel like early on Captain America was kind of lame because basically all he did was punch like Hitler in the face and stuff and fight Nazis. He wasn't really cool till. Yeah, this is when he, he joined the Avengers because he's like frozen, and then he comes back, and then like, hey, everyone you know is like really old or dead, and you know you're all alone, and, but you have to protect all these people, and it's that kind of fish out of water time travel story, and that's that. I always thought that was pretty compelling.
1: Totally.
0: And he's had some drama, like when he had to deal with the death of his sidekick and everything, and. uh yeah, that's- some really cool Cap America comics. Oh, when were those? The late 60s when Jim Stranko was drawing. Jim Stranko was this artist who drew, like, the trippiest looking comics you'd ever see. And they looked like LSD trips. And he did- <laughs> I remember he did some sweet Captain America comics. And they were just so, like, messed up with this guy's, like, faces melting in junk. He was just really cool. But, uh, I don't, you know, I don't really actually know that much about Captain America, really. I don't know that his personal comics have been that great i i'm mostly familiar with him in the avengers
1: yeah but this isn't just about the comics it's just about just the character the, in general. the character and, and i think uh, you know he's he's the kind of propaganda hero you, you always want he's he's just the greatest guy ever basically that's that's basically the captain america backstory is like, let's take the greatest guy ever and then give him super strength
0: I always kind of thought of him as Marvel's answer to Superman. Like he's their all-American guy that has very little flaws and stuff like that. And I mean, that's why I've always felt. And about it's
1: interesting him. because if you look at their roots, they're kind of opposites. I mean, Superman comes to Earth and he's already more powerful than everyone ever. He's basically God. And then Captain America, he's a guy who grew up being puny and pathetic, and then he got his shot at powers. But he's still on, on the super set, on the superhero. Like scale of powers, he's probably pretty low down. Probably. I mean, his I whole know, thing I... is wanging people in the head with his shield. <laughs>
0: That's pretty cool. Wait a minute. But, so, I mean, how do you think he's going to uh, turn out on this list?
1: I think he'll be low on our list, but I think he would make it.
0: I think he's got a chance. So, but I don't have much to say about him. I appreciate
1: him. Yeah, he's a great leader. Just a great guy.
2: Punch Hitler in the face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 How about another mm-hmm. captain? Captain Marvel.
0: You're going to have to tell me about Captain Marvel. Sean, I'll tell you about uh, Captain
1: Marvel, but first, Colin will tell you about <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he seemed like a
3: pretty early uh, Marvel character. Super early. Super early, but he hasn't really caught on with the... With the kids these days, they don't know about Captain Marvel, and neither do I. There's that TV show Shazam. I don't know how related it is. It looks like the same guy. Yeah,
1: so that's it? That's that's what you got? (laughs) That's
3: all I've got, Sean. What more could I possibly have?
1: So Captain Marvel, uh, the way Captain Marvel works is he is a little boy, just like the people reading comics in 19... Probably late nineteen thirties, I imagine, is when he started. But through some wacky circumstances, he is imbued with the power of Shazam.
3: Oh, there's a wizard, right?
1: Yeah, he's a wizard.
3: There's a wizard named Shazam who turns boys into men.
1: Yes, this is all true. <laughs> so <laughs> whenever it's
3: Shazam's name of the wizard.
1: So whenever this little boy yells Shazam, a magic lightning bolt strikes him. And he turns into a superhero who's basically, you know, on par with Superman. He's basically you know a, you know, he's he's one of the guys who can fly and has super strength and you know, the basic the super basic set of superpowers.
0: Except they are given to him by a wizard. Except
1: they're given to him by a wizard <laughs> and his alternate identity is a little boy.
0: <laughs> Seems so weird. It's funny, the only really the only thing I know aside from the wizard thing about Captain Marvel is I remember hearing about you know, he started on kind of like a more independent comic label and then D C like tried to sue it because he's too similar to Superman and then, you know, he, he lasted a little longer but then he kinda of fell into obscurity and then I wanna say the early seventies, D C is like, Hey, let's let's buy it and make our own comic of you know, with Captain Marvel but they couldn't because Marvel had the Marvel Comics had created a Captain Marvel, and so they couldn't call DC, they couldn't call those comics at Marvel, they had to call Shazam. So that's a whole mess.
1: Oh, yeah. And Shazam, it stands for something, too. It's like...
0: It's like a bunch of Greek gods.
1: Solomon, Hercules... Achilles? Zeus is in there. Zeus.
0: Gotta have Zeus.
1: Other A... God. Athena?
0: But, yeah, I mean, no,
1: a, it's probably a dude god. <laughs> That'd be weird. Fine. I don't
0: know that much about Captain Marvel, but I, I don't. He's not really that impressive. I mean, I think there's been a reason he been, hasn't been relevant for like 50 years or whatever. I mean, I remember hearing that uh, a few, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago, William Goldman was working on a script, and then he just quit. He's like, no, I'm doing this shit. But he's, a great, he's a
1: great hero for kids, though. I mean,. You, he's basically DC's target audience gets to you know see what it'd be like if they were a superhero
0: I guess but for the most part I, he just kind of seems like a Superman clone
1: yeah well I mean it takes a really really weird route to get there
0: So he has a really
3: weird origin that involves meeting strange older men and then he becomes a boring version of Superman. How's, yeah. how's that a good
1: character?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm a little confused. I don't know. If it's the appeal. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. I, I thought he was kind of neat. Uh, <laughs> there's. A I, I read a, co- a comic at one point where he, he fights Superman, totally kicks his ass, which is pretty cool. He like grabs him and he's like yelling Shazam, and so the lightning bolt keeps hitting Superman, and he's like hurt real bad by it. <laughs> But then Superman deflects it and he gets turned into a little boy. And then Superman's like we're nothing fighting, son.
3: <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's bump him from the list. Here's one that was a little controversial, uh
2: Catwoman.
0: Yeah, I don't get this choice.
2: So this is Halle War. Berry Catwoman. I don't think so
1: Exclusive. I think that thing's completely unrelated Yeah, isn't that like a totally different <laughs> yeah, That's not it, Selena Kyle It's something it else
0: but It's supposed to be the DC character
2: though well, No, but it's supposed to be It's like the same universe But it's like Halle Berry is like paying tribute to Her
1: character is <laughs> Artist and graphic designer Patience Phillips
2: yeah. And she's like I'm all about Catwoman or something. I don't know. I read the Wikipedia like two years ago. Or <laughs> okay. So maybe the you sun. should be telling us about Catwoman. Yeah, what? <laughs> I
1: just did. <laughs> okay. What do you know about Selena Kyle?
2: I know nothing about the real one. I just know all about the Halle Berry one. And by all about, I mean what I just told you.
1: What about you, Colin? You know anything about Selena Kyle?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> she, like, claws that guy's face in that one movie, you know?
0: now now, Sean why did you put this on here she's, she has this reputation as a super villain Explain
1: well, to me. I feel like Catwoman if you don't know she's a lady who sort of died but was saved by cats and she has like nine lives and super agility and maybe heightened senses I don't, I'm not certain what her powers are karate moves but Sex appeal? Yes. She wears a leather outfit, so yeah. Very sexy. But uh, Catwoman I don't feel like is really a villain. I feel like she's a criminal, but she's always on the side of good when it when it counts, when it comes down to it. She's Sometimes.
0: Like, I feel like she's a villain most of the, the time. I mean, I mean look, all bad guys. There's there's times when they help the other side. Magneto's helped the X Men before. Well, yeah. Well, Magneto is a
1: very complex character who I wouldn't necessarily just say is a villain either.
0: Well, we're talking superheroes, and I feel like Catwoman has such a strong reputation as a villain. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I've heard, I, I guess I'm just not that big a fan either. I always felt that she was just kind of the sex appeal for Batman. And she's just like a jewel thief. I mean, I guess she's probably, she's become more advanced later on, like most characters have. Are you excited I've never found, I don't really know what drives her.
2: Like, I don't, I don't get her. Are you guys excited for her appearance at all? What? In the new movie? I'm sure it'll be fine. It looks like she's
1: working with Batman in Dark Knight Rises, and she worked with Batman in Dark Knight Returns as well. Batman Returns? Dark Knight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> not all caught The Dark Knight. I but remember when she
0: be. got pushed out that, was it, a window, and then she got licked by cats. Yeah. The gay cat
1: woman. She so got pushed if you out. If
0: fall out of a window, don't. She didn't cats fall
1: out. You. She was pushed out by Christopher Walker. <laughs> yeah, she was pushed Walken. out
0: by Christopher Walken. That, did that happen in the comics? Was there a Christopher Walken-like figure <laughs> that came out of the shadows and
1: was, does that, pushed her out? Is that Max Shrek?
0: Max Shrek. I'm going to push her out a window. She gets licked by cats.
3: Sounds like an Italian thug. <laughs> I'm going to push you out the window. Deal with it.
0: Forget about it. <laughs> I'm just not hearing a lot of compelling. Sometimes she's on the side of good. Yeah, I don't. That's not she, good enough she's for not me. A,
2: she's not a superhero.
1: She's, hey. She'd she be Diego my though, hero if she wanted.
2: Want to, uh, uh, calm down. <laughs>
1: Uh, how about the Daredevil, Colin?
3: Uh, he's blind and he's Ben Affleck and he's got a K and he hits people with it. I don't know. You poor soul, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> That's not
1: bad. That's all you think Daredevil is. That's
3: all I think Daredevil is. He's got a red leather suit.
0: <laughs> That's kind of the sad thing for Daredevil is most people only know him from that from the Ben Affleck movie, which most people did not like. I kind of like it okay, but I'll admit that, that was pretty, it was pretty – it was kind of stupid. You know, um, Confer on Michael Clark Duncan. That was weird, but I mean, in the comics, he was kind of like Marvel's Batman, hiding up in the shadows, up in the buildings near. Like usually, he'd be perched on like a like a like a on a church, like next to a gargoyle. And also, that was so cool that he's blind. Like that is so messed up. Like how do you fight crime if you're blind? But of course, he has super senses because when he was a kid, he got like hit by a, no, he there's this old man across the street, and he pushed you out of the way, and he got hit by a truck toxical ways. <laughs> <laughs> and he he made him blind, but then he had like super superhuman senses like hearing and probably some other some sort of way to locate things, echolocation or something. I can't remember
1: how he how he how he did it. Mean, that's that. the way they did it in that movie at least.
0: Yeah. And then he kept close tabs on crime by becoming a lawyer, so he always kinda he knew the crime underworld so well. So he's always fighting gangsters and going after those kind of guys. Oh, and he was
2: Yeah. One of the superhero that's like hella poor.
1: Is there any? He, that's he's not cool? that. Well, I mean, Spider Man's hella poor, but well, yeah. Daredevil's not that well off.
2: He lives in like Hell's
0: Kitchen. It's like shitty part of New York, he's like, right?
2: You fucking made this goddamn suit, you son of a bitch! Like that.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you just did.
3: Oh, you'd be like Gordon Ramsay. Is that what you're trying to make a connection to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> He'd be. He's my superhero. <laughs>
2: He's actually number two on my list. After Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Daredevil is really cool, especially in the late 70s, early 80s, when Frank Miller, of all people, who just is really good at apparently taking characters and making them really dark, kind of came up with this. Uh, he started drawing and writing for Daredevil for a while. and He just did some really dark, really cool um, kind
2: of stories. So I, have and o- I have kind of an off-topic question. What what kind of like permission do like artists and and authors need, or I mean, do they just approach the company when they want to do like a, Frank Miller wants to do a Daredevil novel? You know what? What does he do? Does he just say, "Hey, I want to do it"? I feel it? like
0: the publishing company is in charge because
1: okay. uh, they're putting out these books every month, and some of them are even um, bi-weekly.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, I think probably some guys probably have trouble sticking to that, so they. It's probably why some comics switch a lot, but then some of the guys get into the rhythm of it, and they'll be doing it for like 10 years or something. You know, Stan Lee, I feel like, had like 10 different comics going all at once. He's writing for all of them. But, you know, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, back to Daredevil, it's, it's it's just it's such a shame that he only has that Ben Affleck movie because I really do think he's almost as cool as Batman in a way. I mean, he's got, he's got a dark backstory. I feel like he's probably got dead family members or something. I can't recall. He did completely. in that movie. Yeah,
1: his dad got totally. His dad was like a
0: boxer, and he's like, dead. I think his costume is like made from part of some of his dad's boxing stuff." Every body. <laughs> that was... His body. He <laughs> took his flesh and made a costume. <laughs> he wouldn't know he's blind.
2: <laughs>
0: I didn't know. But it, I mean, I guess in a way, if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense how a superhero could be blind. Like it seems like people should be able to kill him like all the time. He's got super senses. mean, sense of touch? Like, couldn't you, like, snipe him or something? Though I feel like his (laughs) arch nemesis, which is Bullseye, who was played by Colin Farrell in the movie, even though the character is supposed to be from Brooklyn in the comics, Um, I feel like he had, like, a sniper rifle, but I guess Daredevil was always, you know, he could, like, hear hear Through the bullet flying through the air. (laughs) Yeah, all sorts of cool stuff like that. I think he will get his chance, like, it'll probably be a while from now, maybe, to... uh, to, to get a, a, good, a better movie, um, but you know, we'll just have to wait. But they, I, I they say the uh,
1: the director's cut of that Daredevil movie actually fixes a lot of the problems with it. Never yeah, actually well, I seen thought it. Okay, Don't you own it? I do stupid. own it. Yeah, it was, it was like four dollars at Best Buy. I was like, all right, but I'm not gonna choose to watch Daredevil again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why would you buy it just because? It's
1: it's, yeah, it's like nothing. You might as well have given it to me for free. Yeah, but if you are if you admit that you'll never watch I'm it. I'm not saying I will never watch it. You just said I'm that. Saying <laughs> I'm saying not, I'm not in a hurry to watch it. You
2: literally said I will never watch that again. Did I literally say He changed never... his mind. All right, all right, he can change his mind. I'll
1: get to it eventually. I just
2: want to keep Sean accountable. You know? <laughs> keep him in line.
0: I've been
3: listening um,
2: to a lot of conservative talk radio, so... I'm all about keeping the keeping the facts account (laughs) bet the daredevil
3: (laughs) 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 I I think he's kind of of a
2: hard sell because most people only know him from that movie I definitely I I definitely never even knew about him until you know that movie not that I was a huge comic book guy but you know he's not he doesn't hold any emotional value to me like you know, say Batman, Superman, Spider Man, etc.
1: Superheroes with good movies,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, I like his I like his costume. I think it's cool that he's a disabled superhero in a way.
1: Yeah, it's weird that they chose blindness because that's like if you're writing a comic book for handicapped kids, yeah. blind kids aren't the ones to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know if there any braille there. <laughs> 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 I
3: put what's going on is awesome
2: I get, yeah but it'd be hard to like <laughs> print those or like do a deaf superhero like <laughs> is he just like constantly like doing sign language <laughs> and they have like a thought bubble or like, sure like Garfield
1: <laughs> Garfield like a superhero I, I think that's enough on Daredevil number that's, six how about Doctor Strange I have no
3: idea He's a wizard And yeah, he's got a cape That's what Sean told me beforehand
1: What did I tell you his rank was Colin? His official title Ultimate Fish. wizard Ultimate lizard
2: what Wizard Why would uh, I say lizard
0: I don't know true, What do you mean
1: Oh I looked up It's like Sorcerer Supreme <laughs> Or is that Dr. Fate You're talking about Dr. Fate a I lot talking about, I was talking a lot about Dr. Fate
0: But anyways, Doctor Strange is is a Marvel character. He's this kind of black magic.
1: Master of mystic arts and sorcerer supreme of Earth. He's a
0: sorcerer, yeah, and he uh, deals with black magic and astral projection, which is really cool. He'll be, like, sitting there and then just flies out of his body. And his origin is that he was this really douchebag surgeon who, like, only, only, uh, he only wanted the money. Like, I'm not even joking. He's just like, oh, you just saved this person's life. He's like, I don't care. I'm just trying to get paid. Like, he's an <laughs> <asshole>. Check, please. <laughs> and then he's in a car accident, and then he can't use his hands anymore for surgeries. So he takes the next logical solution and becomes a homeless drifter. Because if you can't be a famous rich surgeon, you have to be a homeless drifter. And he ends up in India, and he meets the master. And the master is this, like, Asian dude. Who knows all these black magic powers and Doctor Strange is like this is bullshit, but then he like learns like powerful lessons. <laughs> so, like, his real name's Stephen Strange.
1: Is it spelled weird? In, like, like... like
0: no, it's spelled normal. Oh, I think he lives in Greenwich Village. I like how all like the Marvel characters all live in like real places in New York.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I like. It, uh, like, with Daredevil, it's like, I, I, I get this, like, one neighborhood. Because there's just so many fucking superheroes here.
0: <laughs> so many fucking <laughs> superheroes they had to split up. Boy, you, take, you know, you take the Bronx. But I, he's kind of, I mean, magic is kind of a lame superpower in the way that you can pretty much do anything. Like, oh, I'm going to shoot lasers or I'm going to go into your mind. Like, I feel like he's one of those, he's a little out there, but reading the comics were pretty cool. I actually went back and read some because I wasn't that familiar um, with him. It's a Stan Lee, Steve Ditko comic. And I mean, most people don't know about him because he doesn't have a movie yet. But I hear Patrick Dempsey is like trying to get a movie made for him to star so he can be culturally irrelevant again. (laughs) Hey, you know, would be cool is if they got a Doctor Strange movie um, made, and then they set up all the characters so they could do a Defenders movie. You know the Defenders, Sean?
1: I don't, I don't know anything about the Defenders.
0: They're kind of like the Avengers, but way lamer. They're, uh-huh. uh, they're Doctor Strange, uh, the Submariner, Silver Surfer, and Hulk. So you could like set up all those movies. You know, those, those aren't that bad. Namor, those are good. Actually, yeah, those those, those are good right. movies. You know, you'll have to make another Hulk movie, I guess. Because <laughs> people are going to forget again. You know, is. Just... <laughs> only
1: somehow they could get Mark Ruffalo to do one more Hulk movie.
0: No, they'll cast someone else. It'll be like Sam Rockwell or something. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I mean, the, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to Doctor Strange because he's, he's kind of cool in his astral projection. That's, I mean, I guess that's a cool power, but... Uh,
1: is he a little too powerful? I mean, that's that's the thing with magic superheroes.
0: I feel like sometimes, yeah, like they'll put him in like some, like, he's frozen in place. There's nothing he can do. Oh, I'll just jump out of my mind and jump into someone else's mind. I mean, I feel like there's always some convenient way in, involving magic for him to get out of a situation. But his 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 backstory was cool. and yeah, sure I, I
1: like to know that he actually cool. did earn that doctor title. He, he's not just calling himself yeah. Dr. Strange.
0: And I feel like he had a lot of dead family members, too. I feel like all Marvel characters have to have lots of dead family members
1: <laughs> to set
0: them up, which is a pretty dramatic way to set up a character. But, uh, you know, until Doctor Strange gets a movie, I don't know Fuck how cool about him. Probably not gonna I it guess up. as
1: far as the magic superheroes are concerned, he's kind of the most popular one. I mean, unless you talk about Doctor Fate, who is basically the DC equivalent of him.
0: What about that DC character who's, like, a magician? Oh, the lady? No, the guy with the top hat. He's, like, C-list superhero. Never mind. I don't know. I don't really know. I just remember when Conan O'Brien had the superhero uh, cartoons made of his character. And he's like, who is this wizard in this cartoon? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, uh, there's some pretty weird DC characters but. uh... Doctor Strange is cool, but he's just not really. You, uni- I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. It's
1: not really popular. <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of cool. I'll Let's talk it. about another superhero that got a really unfortunate movie: the Green Lantern. I'm going with the Hal Jordan version, uh, although <laughs> Kyle Rayner and John Stewart are both. Also famous Green Lanterns that are good.
0: Don't forget uh, the first one.
1: I am going to forget the first one. Hal Jordan is the one I'm going with on this list. Conky, tell me anything about Hal Jordan.
3: Uh, um, not really, because I didn't see that movie, but he's got a ring and it
1: does stuff. And mm-hmm. He's it's, also got a lantern. It's from space or something. So are
2: these different people that are like... So
1: the thing with the Green Lantern, which I think you I think you would like Green Lantern the, the most, I think... Green Lantern is probably as close as we're getting to like a Star Wars superhero. <laughs> it's basically the Green Lantern Corps is this intergalactic police force that defends like whole galaxies. Each every individual member has all this power, and it uh, it comes from this this giant lantern. And these I'm gonna ignore all that. All right. <laughs> Hal Jordan forgotten everything. An alien crash lands on Earth. And tells his ring to find the most worthy candidate to be the, I
0: mean, the, the bravest or the, someone without fear. Yeah, I think
1: it's it's all about fear in in the Green Lantern universe, and it, choos- it chooses Hal Jordan. So he gets the ring, he gets the lantern, which powers the ring. That's 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 the thing with Green Lantern is his ring will run out of power, you know, at, at the perfect time always because it's you know people are writing it it's not actually it's not a video game or something where there's actually rules so just whenever it's convenient for him to lose a fight by running out of juice that'll happen he has to refill at the at the green lantern he has so basically he just joins up this intergalactic police force basically and, and flies around the galaxy defeating weird aliens going to weird places
2: so is, so is ryan reynolds going like to different places yeah
1: there, there's Totally from that trailer I saw, he totally goes to the Green Lantern home world and hangs out with aliens and, and does all that. Although I hear the film's terrible, so I, I wouldn't recommend it. I actually it.
0: watched it for this list, the Green Lantern movie of the Ryan Reynolds. I'm sorry
1: we, to do but, that to you, John.
0: Well, I knew it was going to be terrible, and it was. It was really, really bad. Well, it was just so boring and like uninspired. And his costume was all CG over his body. Yeah, why did really they stupid. do that? And Ryan Reynolds says all these stupid one-liners. Like, you'd have a chicken's in his bed. He's like, uh, there's water in the tap. Uh. Like, oh, that's really funny. That was a good, <laughs> <laughs> was a good one. <laughs> uh, and and There's so, yeah, right? <laughs> there so much CG that it was just, it, it wasn't even like the good CG. It was just really boring. I, I don't even know what to say what was bad about it. It's just nothing really interesting happening. I can't believe something with Mark Strong is that bad. Mark Strong played Sinestro, which is his arch nemesis. So he started as a Green Lantern, but then he moved to like the other side and he had a yellow yeah. ring. That's Green Lantern's a yellow.
1: Yeah, anything yellow, the the ring doesn't work against, which is kind of stupid. But whatever. Uh, what's cool about his power is he can create anything he can think of with his mind. You know, create a giant hand that slaps someone in the face from miles away if he wanted to. Or, or, you know, giant hammers or just, you know, freaking blast people with lasers if he wants. Uh, And Hal Jordan is probably the most interesting of Earth's Green Lanterns to me because he's the one that I read about in comics uh, when I was young. And also he goes on this weird bender later on where he's away fighting bad guys and his home city is totally destroyed. And he comes back and he tries to recreate it with his ring, but that doesn't work. And so he goes totally insane and evil. And he becomes basically the main villain of the Green Lantern comics for a while. Another guy steps in. Mm.
0: But I think Hal Jordan's probably the best Green Lantern, too, because he's kind of the originator. I mean, even though there was one before him, the Alan Scott Green Lantern, he had a different origin. It's like he just found some magic Asian lamp. It wasn't until the late 50s. When they uh, they came up with the Hal Jordan one, and Gil Kane was writing for him. Gil Kane was a guy that also wrote for Marvel, so he was a higher caliber writer, I guess. So he kind of took the series in better places and, you know, I guess came up with the whole Green Lantern corp. And that was pretty cool. I mean, like a sci-fi superhero. So I think he is a really cool superhero. It's just a shame that he has such a bad movie because he's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I really like sci-fi and stuff, and Green Lantern really taps into that well. That's a- I think it's a really cool franchise, and I wish I knew more about it. I wish I read Green Lantern comics when I was a kid. It's too late now. I tried. We went to a comic book shop, and I was, like, looking for a Green Lantern thing to read. No. Unacceptable.
0: That was a sad day.
1: That was a sad day.
0: Comic stores are really depressing places. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, no customers. It's really, really quiet.
1: The employees just chat with each priced. other. They're not interested, in, really, in, in you. Yeah. They're they're just, just, they don't care. They're just talking about comic books with each other. Uh, so how about the Hulk?
0: The Hulk.
3: Colin? Oh, he's, uh gets big and green and smashes things. Why do you want me to do this? This is a bad idea. <laughs> I know nothing. I
0: like it. I like
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bruce Banner. He's Bruce Banner by day. And, and sometimes and the Hulk uh, by day when he gets mad. Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> well put.
1: Rage based powers.
0: Yeah, this is a Stanley Jack Kirby one, early sixties, and You're basically about, trying
1: to turn Jekyll and Hyde into a superhero.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I kind of like the fact that he's he's the, he's like a monster. He's like it's like the Frankenstein's monster or Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was a superhero. It's such a. I think it's such a cool idea for that he gets mad and then he turns into him like can't happen if he's in a good mood, you know. <laughs> so sometimes it ha- it happens when he doesn't want it to happen and he has to deal with it. And I think that's cre- pretty cool, like burden that he has to carry. Um, I think Hulk's kind of been ruined uh, in later years, mainly because of that the '70s TV show when he's just like, er, gar, "Hulk smash," blah blah blah. Because I feel like in the old comics and the Avengers and stuff Hulk spoke he had dialogue he he was he was like pathetic humans I will crush he hated everybody he's just a douche
1: I think they even got to a point in the comics where Bruce Banner became smarter when he became the Hulk. I
0: don't know I don't know if I want to get into that that's probably like way later but I, I thought I feel like there would be so much better character in these even in these more recent movies, like the Incredible Hulk and stuff, if they just made him speak like he was, or like he originally did, and not just make him go rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> like I feel like that made the character. So He a used little... to talk. Yeah, he talked. He, he, pathetic human and stuff. He's you know he's just this real kind of, I, I guess like self-absorbed in that he just only cared about himself and that how everyone else was weak, and he's always fighting the Avengers. Like, I feel like there's so many Avengers comics where him and, like, Submariner are like,
1: we're bust we down everybody. Let's beat the shit out of him. Like, okay.
0: <laughs> so they have to, then Hulk turns on him, turned on him all the time. And then he, like, learns a lesson. He's
1: it's, like a little boy.
0: He's like, good. Well, not like, anything like that. That
1: was a really lame lesson for Hulk to learn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he decided to fight the Avengers because... They recycled. He thought it was really pathetic. I don't know. But, yeah, I think it's cool that he's this hideous monster when so many of these other superheroes are, like, super, like, handsome douchebag type guys. In well, not douchebag, but, you know, super handsome. I hope he's just, like, this ugly monster. He's saving the day.
1: Yeah. And he's also so strong. So, so strong. He can jump really high. You know, in the comics, a little while ago, they actually had an event called World War Hulk because he's just so strong. <laughs> I think what I read was that they like banished Hulk to a faraway planet, and he somehow got back, and he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at pictures of Thor, Nancy?
2: He looks like Nicolas Cage. He does look like <laughs> Nicolas Cage
1: in that one picture you're looking at.
2: The magic. Of the um, I, don't, I don't know. Hulk on the list?
0: I like the concept of Hulk. I feel like people sell him short because they just think he's like err dur der smash.
1: Is that what you like thought about him?
3: Yeah, basically.
0: He's yeah. more complex than that. He's he's got a he's like Jekyll and Hyde, and I think that's an interesting concept for someone who who's a superhero. Or who uses their <laughs> their disability and this thing that they're trying to change. But, you know, he's trying to not be the Hulk, but at the same time he's using it to help people. I think there's some really interesting
1: th- themes going on there. Yeah, they handle um, it a lot better in the in the second Hulk movie they made, The Incredible Hulk. There's yeah. That.
0: Well, the TV show handled Bruce, the Bruce Banner part really well, that he's kind of this... Excuse lonely. me, John,
1: in the TV show it was David Banner. It's David Banner. For,
0: <laughs> I can't remember why they did that.
1: Because they didn't want people to think, wait, Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne? Is this Batman?
2: <laughs> why is Batman
0: green? I hope that's not it. That's the stupidest thing i ever heard. But yeah, I mean, they handled the, 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 the Bruce Banner part, but I don't think the technology was there for Hulk, and, and they just kind of turned into a bumbling idiot. It's a loop now.
1: Hey, at least he didn't wear purple pants every day.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to deal with that. <laughs> that's why Hulk always has to wear purple pants. Because
1: <laughs> green and purple just go really well together. Works for the Joker and Lex Luthor. The, the original and Green Goblin. Original Diamondbacks jerseys. Yeah. they look terrible. <laughs> Green and purple.
0: But I think Hulk should be in consideration.
1: Okay. How about the Iron Man, Colin? Well, Iron Man seems like not
3: really an upper tier superhero to me, except for that film. Which was actually pretty good. So that was kind of a weird case where a sort of lesser known superhero actually gets a good film, and then he's sort of more well known in the public consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I mean, he's always been kind of a leader of, of the the Marvel heroes. Mm-hmm. He's one of the higher up guys, just because he's like he's full on adult. He's a bunch of little kids, but uh, he is very adult. He's full on. He's kind of kind of like Batman in the he's just a really rich guy with gadgets but his gadgets are a lot cooler than Batman's because it's just a giant robot suit
2: but the vibe I get from him too is like like it's not a superpower, but he's like smart yeah he's like just like Bruce Wayne freaking genius yeah. yeah but I feel like like when I watch that movie I'm like god like, I can't even imagine like being smart like he's probably <laughs> like just doing math in his head like all the time carrying numbers and shit so is Batman no he's just
0: like, you. Yeah. but i yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting that they decided to make this rich industrial capitalist character into a superhero because you wouldn't normally think that would work. I mean no nobody wants to be like Donald Trump as a superhero,
1: <laughs> and or, that's that's another thing, or like, do we? like uh, Tony Donald S-
0: Trump with, like a super suit?
1: yeah, I think uh, everyone would want I don't know Trump why you're saying Trump people wouldn't Trump want Trump that, <laughs> of course have you done it yet, of course <laughs> he's everyone got an wants army that.
0: of apprentices, but that's go take can go get him." <laughs>
1: You're fired. That's what You're he would say fired. every time he launched a missile. <laughs>
0: he has flamethrowers on his wrist, Sean, not a missile. You're fired. He doesn't need a helmet because his hair is like a helmet. <laughs> yes.
1: But that's one of the things I like about Iron Man is that Tony Stark is way more like you know, the real-life billionaires than Bruce Wayne is. Bruce Wayne is a crazy man in a cave. Who just you know you know it goes back to that debate John and I and that guy sitting in front of us in the theater had who, which is the real identity Bruce Wayne or Batman but with Tony Stark it's very definitely he's this rich guy he's this, he's spoiled and snarky and smart and uh, he finally figures out he can use that for good but
2: how did that conversation go
1: I don't know John and I were just talking about I really don't want to bring
0: yeah.
2: it up I don't, have to, I don't have a Batman debate. Okay. I just I want to know, like, what the guy said. It, like, who is on? He just like turned
1: around. and was like, you know, I actually agree. I totally think that Bruce, Bruce Wayne is, is the mask and Batman is the real identity. And so he like, turned back to his life,
2: <laughs> and he's been doing his life. he started
0: talking to his dad about it.
2: <laughs> so he didn't go back to his life. Yeah, we've forever changed it.
0: <laughs> that, is, that is his life.
2: That
0: is his life. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this weird guy that was sitting in front of us at like Lawrence of Arabia or whatever it was. But anyway,s something we haven't mentioned is the fact that Iron Man is really vulnerable. He has that he has to have a chest plate because there's shrapnel lodged near his heart, and he has to, it magnetically pulls it apart. So he kind of has to have all this super stuff.
1: And let's not forget that he he suffers from uh, PTSD and becomes an alcoholic. Which is something they handled really, really poorly in Iron Man 2, but it's a big part of, of his character in the comics.
0: In the comics, yeah, definitely later on. But yeah, I mean, and those movies, yeah, they definitely definitely did a good job handling. It. I mean, most of everything in there was about right. I mean, I I, I believe it was Vietnam where he got injured. Yeah, and and, well,
1: and, and then that. they relaunched it, and it was like the Gulf War, wasn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah.
1: So, so, I mean, so that's just what bad. they do. Just whatever war America's in at the time, that can be Iron Man's mm-hmm. origin.
0: And he's kind of a tricky character to do these days because like his his main villain was this outdated like metaphor of like communism, the Mandarin, this Asian dude with magic rings. Which it looks also, like we
1: we might be getting him for Iron Man three. They're they're saying they might be filming some in China.
0: It sounds like if they do use him, he'll probably be more like a combination of characters. Like he won't really be him, but it'll like kind of be him. You know, just trying he's to get Finn Fan
1: food. Fing-Fang whatever.
0: Flume. He's like a giant dragon. He's yeah. the worst villains. Fing Fang Floom, the Mandarin, Whiplash, here's a whip, the gray gargoyle. Really terrible. Monger. What?
1: The Monger,
0: Yeah. Jeff Bridges.
1: Jeff Bridges. The I mean, I
0: guess Iron Man is kind of second tier. I mean, those movies have definitely made him popular.
1: He's the, not like the really weird, amazing. The weird thing about Marvel to me is. It doesn't have like, I'm. It's harder for me to define who the big characters are. With I mean, with DC, it's so obvious. It's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Everyone knows that. But with Marvel, it's like uh Spider Man. I guess well, their popularity
0: and is changing. Captain America. But, um, I'd say like at the height of Marvel popularity, you could say like Spider Man, Hulk, Fantastic Four, Captain America. You know, I think I feel like those guys are some of the bigger ones. But, of course, it's changed over time. Some have been forgotten. Some are more popular.
1: Yeah. I know a few years ago when I was another movie theater overhearing story is they teased Thor's hammer at the end of, I think that was Iron Man 2, and uh, father and son were talking behind me, <laughs> and the son said, Daddy, who is Thor? <laughs> and father said, Listen, son, Thor's the worst. Of all superheroes. And he's also a Greek god. Or a Norwegian. Norse. God. Norse god.
0: That guy's got the uh,
1: I hope that guy ate his words because I like that movie. Norse.
0: He lost custody That's of that weird. kid.
1: <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs>
0: I don't know about Iron Man, I feel like if he's on the list, he he's bottom more bottom half. He's, he's not really amazing character. Like the to have I, a, I, a really good movie.
2: One of my biggest regrets about the no, I guess it's not my regret. Just something I didn't like about those movies is there wasn't enough like that one scene where he like where he flies over to the Middle East and like totally kills all those people and like there wasn't enough of that. There wasn't enough of Iron Man you know, montage fighting bad, like, just random bad guys, you know what I mean? hmm Like, th- that's the kind of stuff, like, I, I love watching him do that, and, like, shooting his things, not just like... Yeah, but I think
1: they showed you in that scene as well that those guys are just no match for Iron Man. It's not really that interesting if he can totally just down everyone in one shot, basically.
2: Yeah, I guess I just feel like he doesn't use his powers, like, his suit powers very well against, like, you know, the big, huge suit.
1: Well, don't you think they did better in Iron Man 2? And, I mean, there's a few fights with, with Whiplash and yeah. and the the whole thing at the end where he's just fighting, like, dozens of robots.
2: Yeah. I need to watch that fight was, thing. like,
0: two minutes long, I feel like. I feel like his longest fight was against Don Chico.
3: Yeah, he's mostly just building.
1: God, I, that is just the worst scene. Let's stop talking about that. How about Jean Grey, a.k.a. The Phoenix?
3: I'm not a big
0: Gene Gray fan. I know. Oh, yeah, Colin's got to do his, his introduction. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, the <laughs> <laughs>
3: she's an X-Man. and <laughs> uh-huh.
1: The first X-Man.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, she's the one with the psychic powers. Mm-hmm. And she's she's, uh...
1: yeah. <laughs> so not only can she talk with people in their heads and read their minds, like Professor X can, but she can also move things with her mind. And then later... When she finds out that she's the Phoenix and she becomes an Omega level mutant, she becomes arguably the most powerful thing in the whole universe. Which is why I like Jean Grey because it's a character that could have very easily been, you know, the the love interest, girlfriend, you know, practically girl next door type character on the X Men, and then she evolved into this ridiculously powerful alien. Monster, almost. That's a real neat, cool character arc to me, and that's that's really all I appreciate about her. Is that it's actually a really interesting tragic story. I mean, like we pointed out, Captain America's story is kind of lame for a long time. I'm pretty much on board for the whole Jean Grey story arc, and she's been dead for a while now, which is pretty cool. Because not in Captain America, you can stay dead for that long.
0: Yeah, I'm glad she's dead because she's my least favorite member of the Uh, X-Men. This is probably the comic out of all these comics that I've actually read the most extensively. Uh, Primarily the early 80s, kind of late 70s when Chris Claremont and John Byrne were doing them. That's arguably kind of like the best era of X-Men comics. And I think one of Chris Claremont's best qualities as a writer, he wrote for the X-Men from like 77 to 91 was uh, that he did do strong female characters. He made Storm like a leader. He came out with Kitty Pride, He's like one of the more realistic kind of relatable characters in uh, Rogue, who's his outsider. But I feel like the best thing he ever did with Jean Grey is when he killed her off. I mean, he did make her the phoenix, but I feel like even when she was the phoenix, she's always like, Scott, help me. I can't control myself, blah, 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 blah. And I just, just kind of found her annoying. I always feel like she was just kind of the ill-fated heroine. uh I mean, I guess that, that that Phoenix series, there was some cool stuff going on there, and that, that comic, the Phoenix Must Die comic, which is one of my favorite comics I own. I mean, that's pretty good. It's kind of like the Empire Strikes Back comics, because it like ends on a total, it ends on a total downer. It's like they put Phoenix and all these people like on, on the X Men on trial, and then they they fight them with these other team of superheroes. And the X Men lose, and she like dies. But I mean, I, I just feel like there's so many other X-Men female characters that I I've, I feel like
2: are
0: just more developed as characters. I, Jean Grey is okay. I just I just see her as a love interest.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, there weren't that many ladies on the list, and she's one I knew about and liked, so I put her on. But she's off now. Let's keep going. How about the Rorschach? From Watchmen. From Watchmen, call. Oh. Didn't you see that movie? Yeah, I saw that movie. Remember, he was the guy with the fancy mask. It was all yeah, it was all ink blot all... test. Yes, and he was the crazy. Rorschach test.
3: Sure. These are all the things I would have said,
1: basically. I don't know. Well, uh, he's he's a takeoff on the question, a DC superhero from days days of future past uh he is basically just a detective guy but he's also totally insane uh that's probably my favorite of the whole Watchmen comic is the the when when rorschach's in jail and they they go over his backstory they you know what i'm talking about john when the psychiatrist is analyzing yeah, him yeah. that's probably that's my favorite one hearts, too. it's great
0: What's cool about Rorschach? He's total vigilante, and it's really realistic. He goes to jail and stuff. Like his his arc is so is, is pretty believable, despite the fact that he's in this world of where superheroes exist and all sorts of weird. Well, what's stuff interesting like that.
1: about Watchmen is it's a world where only one real superhero exists, and everyone else is just people in costumes.
2: Yeah, that's I forgot true. how much I. Was
0: all about that movie. It's a really cool movie. I caught part of it on TV recently. I it's a shame it that it most people didn't like it eh, because I thought it was pretty cool. But I think maybe my favorite part of Rorschach in the Watchmen comic is like the end. Um, if I recall correctly, Ozymandias, who's kind of kind of the villain, I guess. I mean, if you can say Watchmen has a villain, and the, there's like a bunch of nu- nuclear. Threats and like scary stuff like that going on, right? If I if I recall mm-hmm. right, that's that's Three the whole Nations. setup is yeah. That was it's the...
1: basically like Bay of Pigs time all the time.
0: So Ozzy Diaz releases crazy. this like giant space squid or octopus in the movie. I think it was just a bomber explosion yeah. to kill to kill people, so like everyone could like rally behind this tragedy and kind of work
1: together. I mean, you, work together you know, against this alien threat that yeah, they're all afraid this of.
0: Alien threat. So, it, technically, you're saving more lives. But then Rorschach sees that. He's like, no, this is bullshit. You know, people deserve to know, like, that you're doing this. Like, that, that you know, that you did this. That this isn't, this isn't some alien threat. And he's, like, going to go tell everybody. Like, he doesn't care that this may make things worse. He has his principles, and he sticks by that. I think that's so it, cool. Even
1: though he knows he's never going to be able to tell anyone because someone will kill him before he can, can get there. He'd yeah, rather die than try to keep that a secret.
0: And that's, like, that is the superhero code, like, at its most, that you're willing to die for what you believe in. Like that's some heavy shit. Yeah, that shit got him. Yeah, got him blowed up.
1: What the Watchmen comic is real cool because I mean, at the end of the day, the villain saves the world, and the heroes really are impotent and helpless in the face of that. It's a really it's great
0: really book.
1: Uh, but is Rorschach one of our top 10 favorite superheroes?
0: I don't know. I mean, talking about him, I feel really, really into, like, just talking about the themes and, you know, what makes his character. So, but I don't know if he's the 10 greatest. I, it's it's hard to say because, I mean, most people don't really know who he is. And in 20 years, will that, I mean, will it be about the same? Will less people know him? I mean, it's hard to argue when you have these superheroes that are, such a big part of culture, and he's just kind of on the well,
3: front. I mean, it's hard with a graphic novel like Watchmen because there's – really, there's just the the one graphic novel, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like an ongoing well, thing like they, there's all these other They characters. are going to do some sort of uh, sequel now. That's disappointing. Because for years and years, they've been begging him to do a sequel, and he said no every time. And they're mm-hmm. like, all right, well, we're going to do one now <laughs> without you.
0: I think they're the original artist or something, but yeah, I don't think they have Alan Moore's
1: involvement. Uh, Alan Moore says it's done. And of course, he's like pissed about it. But, I, you know, DC's been sitting on that for a long time and they gave him every opportunity to do a sequel. And, you know, the franchise is kind of hot now. You know, they, they are a business in the end. I, I don't, I, it was going to happen.
0: I say we keep Rorschach on for now.
1: All right. Let's talk about another cool sci-fi superhero, the Silver Surfer. What do you know about him? Paul? He surfs through space and he's silver. <laughs> and he was influenced by Lawrence <laughs> Fishburne in that
3: crappy movie.
1: Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I sh- There's, like, I some should...
3: big cosmic being that, like, made him be Yeah, is, Galactus. Right? Yeah, there you go.
0: I feel like I should know more because I've read the f- actual first issue. My dad had two copies of it. And I've, So I've actually got the hold the original Silver Server comic, which is pretty cool. And he has, he has a cool setup. He was just this guy on this, this utopian planet where there was peace, the peaceful times. And his mm-hmm. name's Norin Rad. And then Galactus comes along. Galactus is this guy who eats planets and stuff and does I – don't, I don't know what else he does. I know he eats planets. And Noran Rad's like, don't kill my people. And he's like, okay, then you get to be my." So then he turns him into the Silver Server and he becomes the slave to Galactus and he has to do his bidding and stuff. But then eventually, like, defies him, and he gets banished to Earth. And he flies around a surfboard, and he's really cool. And he has the powers cosmic, I think yep. is what they're called. I don't really, Which, I don't remember what that entails, aside from the fact that he can kind of fly. Maybe he can shoot, like, energy memes. Yeah, he's
1: basically one of the more powerful characters in comics. Because, you know, he's got a portion of the power of a thing that can go around eating planets.
0: But it was really cool when he got... Banished to Earth because he's away from the people that he protected, and he's he was a really philosophical superhero, which is why I feel like I don't think they'll ever do do him justice in yeah, a movie. certainly he's, he's not too, in a fantastic. Oh, he's too complicated. Movie. Yeah, certainly not in a movie directed by the guy who directed Barbershop Maybe if, like, Terrence Malik did Silver Surfer, <laughs> <Silver laughs> he'd get it. He could do it. But that's never going to happen. If they do if another Silver Surfer, it would probably be some stupid action movie. I don't know. Yeah.
3: Vin
1: Diesel. <laughs> Directed by Silver Brett Ratner. Silver. Silver. <laughs>
0: Silver. Directed by who? Brett Ratner. Brett, Ratner. Brett Ratner. Or Mick G. Or they work together. <sighs> <laughs> they collaborate. Um... He's just kind of one of those guys that just looks really cool and he's got cool powers. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you think about it, it's pretty lame. Like, whoa, he's like a surfer and his name's like Rad. You know, he's like pretty cool. He's like in space.
0: But, I mean, I guess the only reason he was ever really good in comics is when he teamed up with the Fantastic Four. He was kind of a cool, like, every once in a while kind of guy that teamed up with them. He's almost more of like a minor Fantastic Four character than his own character. Because I feel like, I don't remember if he, if he, he may have even started in Fantastic Four before he got his own comic because I don't think he had a comic till 1968 or something like that, but he's pretty cool. I think he so. He looks cool. He's got cool powers, but I don't know if he's one of the best.
1: Yeah.
2: I Maybe.
0: I, mean, I don't know how many we, we we're at right now. I mean,
1: he's just cool. I mean, when you think yeah. about... When you think about all the characters that try to be cool, like the Punisher and Ghost Rider, they're all kind of lame. The cool. Punisher.
0: I don't like that guy. He kills people. That's his thing. That's his thing. He, he commits murder. He started as a villain. Oh, I don't want to go off on Punisher, even though I've seen all three Punisher movies. <laughs> I don't know why. Even the Dolph Lundgren one from the 80s. Yeah anyway silver surfer probably yeah.
1: will not make this yes yeah. he's more now that i really think about it, he's one of those ones with a great origin story and then after that he's like oh he must be so lonely and it must be so tough going to planets just setting them up so something can come by and eat them <laughs> mm-hmm. how about the amazing spider-man He's pretty
3: famous because he's uh, got made into those movies. I kind of grew up with Spider-Man watching that 90s TV show, the cartoon. I was yeah. all about that show.
0: That was show sweet. I remember the opening theme, Hell of Rock. Spider-Man.
3: Spider-Man. <laughs> it
0: was like hair metal with like techno weird electropop <laughs> vocals over it. Yeah. 90s were awesome like that. But... I think what's cool about Spider-Man is he's the first superhero with, I mean, it's arguable, I suppose, but the first superhero with problems. He was a teenager, and I seem to recall hearing Marvel comics were like, dude, you, there's got to be some tall, you know, strong adult that kids can look up to. But now I feel like kids relate even more to a teenager with problems, you know, Hot teenage
1: problems. problems. Yeah. Problems. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the shift. It wasn't. Someone you can look up to anymore. It was someone you can relate to, and that's kind of become Marvel's whole thing. That's why a lot of people prefer Marvel over DC. It's just because you can relate to their heroes now. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man has all the same problems everyone has. He, you know, got bullied in high school. He couldn't really pay for college, even though he had scholarships. He was busy all the time with trying to just make ends meet. His parents are dead, and his uncle dies later. I mean,
2: spoiler.
0: <laughs> it's spoiler if he's been has been around for like what forty something years. But, Yeah, it's funny. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I think it's cool that he's a, he was a nerd too, like you were saying. You know, he's uh, he got bullied and stuff. He wasn't just a normal kid. He was a kid with problems with hot problems. Hot
1: problem. <laughs> the hottest problems. And might then he's say.
0: and then and then suddenly he's got these powers and it kind of changes who he is. He's like has you know a struggle with. Am I a nerd? Can I be a cool guy now? You know, when, like, and like, great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, you would think. I have to use these powers?
1: You would think. You know, I'm a nerd. I just wish I was super strong so I could beat up the jocks. But Spider-Man gets superpowers, and his life gets even more complicated because now he's got to spend half his time as a superhero, which means like I, he doesn't get to sleep anymore, basically, and <laughs> you know, he keeps missing out on hot dates because he has to go fight crime. Just lets everyone down. It, being Spider-Man kind of ruins his life.
2: It's funny. Like, how many people do you think, if they ran into that kind of situation, would start fighting crime, or would they just start? I'm
1: gonna sw- be the best baseball player ever.
2: Swinging to work. <laughs> well,
0: you've to remember his uncle was murdered, yeah. so he kind of felt, you know, that kind of thrusted him into it.
1: He, he really learned that's, that. He kind of originally set great power, out to great just get revenge
0: on that guy. And then he lesson
1: learned. You
0: know, other other things. And another side note, not that it really matters, but he's got a pretty badass rogues gallery, too. I'd say second best to Batman. He's got some pretty good ones. Doc Og and Green Goblin. And
1: the and Vulture, uh, the, the old man the with wings. The huh?
0: Vulture and uh, Scorpion, <laughs> Rhino, Venom. All sorts of cool guys. Shocker and
1: a- Electro, just to confuse you.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good comic, too. It was... It was it was well written. It it still holds up. It's a little cheesy like any of those comics from back then. But the stories were they're 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 pretty good. I feel like he's gotta be on the list.
1: Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he's top three. And another one who's probably top three. Superman. Yeah. What's his real name, Colin? Uh el No, that's his daddy. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Cal L. Cal
3: L. So he's, uh, he's got a pretty good, he's got, like, all the powers, but, you know, kryptonite fucks him up. True that. And, you know, he's got to try and be a normal a dork that works for a newspaper. That's Only
1: dorks work for newspapers?
3: Yep. Yeah, I'm going on record. You guys are dorks.
0: I. Uh. He's kind of just like the official go-to superhero. Super is in his name. He's the first one, so he's cool like that. But at the same time, I feel like he's one of the worst managed characters over time. Like I feel like they were just kind of they've been kind of making it up the whole time. Like no one really knows all his powers. It kind of seems like he's got an unlimited amount of things he can do. And I feel like even like what Kryptonite does to him, there's been different portrayals of how it affects him. Sometimes it's like I can't move. Sometimes. Like I always had the understanding that Kryptonite just made him like human, because like on I feel like his planet he doesn't have superpowers on Krypton. Yeah,
2: has,
0: Because that Kryptonite—it's not of because stuff.
1: of Kryptonite; it's because it's of like the sun, the sun, Kryptonite. yeah, sun-related powers.
0: Sun, the Earth's sun gives him his powers. It's, it's, maybe it's, it's sun coloration—the
1: Earth's yellow sun. So anywhere there's a yeah. yellow sun, it's like
0: a red sun or something or a green. I don't know. Red sun, I'm gonna say. Yeah. But I feel like even though he's had he's probably got off in some pretty dumb comics too. There's been some pretty good ones here and there. His you know well I, I mentioned death Superman that's a pretty good comic. Yeah, it's, it's
1: kind of a shame that the Superman story that probably comes to mind most often is the death of Superman. It's <laughs> when he gets
0: straight up killed. But, but that it,
1: I mean it, that is a great Superman story because that just shows his dedication to uh, truth, justice, and the American way, as, as they say. Uh, he went down fighting. And there's a, there's a really great Superman comic book also about the death of Superman called All Star Superman. It's it's a it's a one off little story just about uh, Superman gets a little too close to the sun and it magnifies his powers a lot, but it also st- it means it's like cancer. He's gonna, he's going to be dead soon enough, and it shows how Superman would spend his last few days. Yeah. And it's really great. They made it even into a cartoon if you're lazy and don't like reading.
0: I feel like they've done a good job in recent years of showing the kind of conflict that he has, and that he has this pressure to be, he has to be everywhere at once. And he can't really he can't really be himself. He can't be Clark, and you know, he can't be with Lois Lane. He's got all these places he has to be at the same time. You know, like everybody needs his help. That's his burden, and that's some pretty that's pretty deep stuff there. And I'm excited for that new movie that they're going to be. Uh, making coming out next year the uh Zack snyder man, man of, of steel movie. yeah
2: what kind of approach are they taking with that Do you know
0: i feel like they want to make it more like Darkness. based in reality more because christopher nolan's producing they got like some dark Knight people
2: involved
1: you can only hope that this means eventually we'll be getting a justice league movie
2: i mean what did you guys think of the last one
1: i thought, superman i yeah. thought the scene where he saved that airplane was pretty awesome
2: I don't know. I just, I just felt like – I really felt like with Spider-Man, that movie, and then Dark Knight or Batman Begins, like each one I've come out of the theater thinking, whoa, I think that's my favorite superhero.
0: I think the big – the only big problem with me for Superman Returns is that they had to make it like a pseudo-sequel. Yeah. I feel like that kind of weighed it down it's- and then he had to fight Lex Luthor. Again, and yeah. they made him too strong. And that, like, there's that scene was that huge battling gun. It shoots him in the eye, and it does <laughs> it does literally nothing, <laughs> that was a little much. But I thought Brandon Ruth did a good job, and the effects were really cool.
2: yeah
0: I kind of, I really hoped, and you know, I wish that had taken off. I would have. I thought they could have made a sequel, and it could have been better, and it could have been like. I
2: thought they. Were, I thought that was the plan, wasn't nice?
0: Yeah, I mean, I it, I thought they're off to a good start. It's a little weird that it was a sequel to a movie from you know, such a was, long time ago. It was weird that it was a
1: sequel to Superman 2, even yeah. though Superman 3 and 4 had already been made.
0: Like That seemed a little unnecessary, but I, I feel like that, that series had potential to go in good places. So this new Superman better be damn good or I'm going to be pissed that they stopped working on that other one.
2: Are they, are they? Is this like total reboot? Total reboot. I, I want to say they're
0: doing General Zod again, I think, from
1: yeah. Superman 2. It's a little disappointing
0: because Superman does have some cool villains.
1: Yeah, I, I want Brainiac at some point.
0: Brainiac, he's cool. He's a um, cool robot.
1: The the whole Dark Side universe is probably too much for a movie. I,
0: I think they could set that up. Here's a little fun fact: Jack Kirby, you know, he he created that whole those characters, Dark Side. And he, you know, because he worked on Marvel and stuff. When
1: like, he defects, did you working for the enemy? But yeah, Superman's gonna be on the list. Superman's gonna be
2: on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Swamp Thing.
0: You are amazing. <laughs> you make
3: everything.
0: Nasty. Uh, that was the theme to Swamp, the Swamp Thing cartoon show. It was just a wild thing, but Swamp Thing. Completely. He also had a stupid uh, kind of was it? early 90s, late 80s TV show. I'm not really that familiar with that, uh, but Swamp Swamp Thing's a DC character. He's basically a scientist. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, wait.
3: Colin? Swamp Thing? Uh, d- 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 he lives in a swamp and he's... No, right. no,
1: you already fucked it up. Uh, no. I don't know. I don't know.
3: What do you and, mean he's in a swamp? Well,
1: Swamp Thing doesn't live because he's not a person. Well,
0: I, we'll get into that.
1: Do plants live...
0: Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, Swamp Thing was this guy who was trying to develop this. I'm not. This way to grow vegetation in places where you couldn't have vegetation, basically. And then there's. I guess the government or someone was like a little iffy on this. So, this guy named Mr. E.
2: (laughs) The real thing.
0: Like, ordered him to, like, his research to, like, stop all that shit. He got blown up and he got fused with the swamp. And he's another one of those guys. that's, like a monster superhero, basically. And he he fought like the most disgusting thing. He fought like zombies. I remember his his arch villain had this this um this, these army of these guys called oh, I want to say they're called the Unmen or something. They're just like dead bodies, like sewed together. Basically, like, a bunch of Frankenstein monster type things. And they're like mentally disabled and like really scary looking. The comic was drawn really scary. And this is the this is the early seventies, and then something got taken even deeper, darker places when Alan Moore started writing for him. And I think that's maybe what you're hinting on, Sean, because Alan Moore came up with this 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 kind of twist on Swamp thing where he he didn't he wasn't a guy that became a monster, but his memories like got absorbed by the Swamp, almost kinda like through photosynthesis when he died. So Swamp Thing thinks he's this guy, but he can never become that guy again because he never really was that guy. He just has his memories. Is that what you're touching on?
1: Yeah. 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 Swamp Thing is just a, a biomass of plant life. And so, you know, if he wants, he can just transport his consciousness to other plants on the other side of the world and form a physical body there if he wants like, out of whatever that, is available. Let
0: me the reason I was going, eh, eh beast, beast, because there's different Swamp Thing canons. You know? I'm, I'm, the one I'm still most familiar with was in the, uh, when Len Wine and Bernie Wrightson were writing for him in the early 70s, before Alan Moore
1: started oh, doing well, it. Well, the Alan Moore stuff is all that I know.
0: The Alan Moore stuff is definitely interesting. It's a lot deeper. It may be better.
1: It's it's what I would have thought you would know, because I feel like that's the most horror it got, and you're, you're a horror guy.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I just—I I was probably just most familiar with the old Swamp Thing because I just had more of those comics, and there were there were more of them. And uh, but, I mean, obviously, you guys have no idea who I'm talking about. <laughs> he had a movie in the early eighties. Wes Craven did the movie. And it wasn't that great. And then there was a really stupid Seagull. And then since then, he's kind of been forgotten. He's definitely due for a reboot. Which can at, be pretty cool. That is best world.
1: Swamp Thing can be a, a pretty freaky, fun superhero story, but as worse, Swamp Thing can be like lame Captain Planet.
0: <laughs> I feel like the environmental undertones in those comics. <laughs> Definitely in the stupid cartoon
3: show. <laughs> yeah, it looked like I watched the opening credit sequence to it looked like the kids from Captain Planet were in that cartoon. <laughs> like those were his sidekicks.
2: <laughs> Come on, kids. Let's go. <laughs> Does he speak English?
0: He speaks, yeah, speak English. How did you know a man? Well, because he's, it was he's just like His memory It's hard to explain, but it's pretty cool if you can wrap your head around it.
1: Well if Nancy can't wrap his head around it, it's not on the list. <laughs> let's talk about so. let's talk about a different thing. Let's talk about the thing.
0: Ben Grimm, the thing from Fantastic Four. Cool. Call.
1: Yeah.
3: He's um, uh made of rocks or something, right? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is he? Uh, yeah. Okay, and he's big and he smashes things. He kind of just seems like the Hulk, except he's like that okay. all the time. Okay,
1: but the Hulk's catchphrase is Smash. smash, and the Thing's catchphrase is... Thing. It's clobbering time. Yeah. The peanut gallery got it. It's clobbering time.
3: Which just shows you how unqualified I am to be talking on this
1: podcast. The Thing is cool because he is a failure. In that... What? In that... Uh, Mr. Fantastic's failure, if you if you know what I mean, he's they go on this fantastic journey into space, the Fantastic Four, and they all come back with superpowers except for Ben Grimm, you know, Mr. Fantastic is still a brilliant guy, still looks like himself, but he can stretch out, and that's pretty cool. And Sue Storm can turn invisible and make force fields, and you know she's uh, pretty cool as well. And then Johnny Storm can. Set himself on fire when he wants, and that's pretty cool too. And then poor Ben Grimm is turned into this giant golem with no ability to turn it off. He's stuck like that. And that's you know, that's rough.
0: And another thing that I've always liked about the thing is his his old personality, he's kind of a jerk. He's like this guy from Brooklyn who just like it's like if some you know, like Italian wise guy was a superhero. You know?
1: It's like, why is this guy on a space mission? <laughs> well, because he's best friends with the space guy.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that was that was always a little puzzling. But he's he just he's not the kind of guy you'd expect to be a superhero. He's just this kind of cranky guy from like Brooklyn, who's easily annoyed. And I thought he was always really funny, but at the same time, kind of sad because he is stuck like that. Everyone else can turn it off, and he's stuck like that. And it's, it's, you know, it's difficult for him to find love. I mean, he finds love with, like, some blind chick. So, I guess he's got that.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I was turned into a big rock monster and everyone else who got exposed to the same thing as me got sweet superpowers, I'd be pretty bitter, too.
0: I mean, it's cool to have a tough, monster-looking guy who's not just what, like, Hulk has become today. Just like, er, der, you know, just, like, he's a guy that had dialogue and he had a character.
1: Yeah. yeah and um, while he was grumpy, I think his, his heart was always in the right place. He always yeah, cared.
0: And it's such a shame that the movie kind of, first of all, made him look so weird. I don't know why he wasn't yeah, just because I think
1: Michael Chiklis was probably the best part of those movies. He was
0: perfectly cast. I thought he was great for the role. But I, I, it's funny to think that I kind of like those movies now because now like, like they're almost like comedies. They're so stupid. They're so cheesy. But yeah. like, the Fantastic Four deserves, a, like, a more serious movie. I think they'll get it. I don't something. know
1: if it can pull it off, though. It's it's tricky.
2: Is there any other medium where you can just keep making, like, the same movie, like, over and over and over again? Toys? Well. like other Transformers? I mean, it's, I just mean, like... You can do
0: that with anything. Yeah, you can,
3: well, with books. People remake yeah, adaptations yeah. of books all the time.
1: It's it's just anything that has the staying power that these things have.
2: Yeah. It just, like, it seems to me, like, especially recently with something like Superman or the Hulk or well, Spider-Man. It's, it's, like, so it seems like four years later we have a new Spider-Man because these
1: these big superhero blockbusters are making tons of money. Yeah. I mean, they're the biggest movie every year. Yeah. And so, and these studios that license them out lose the license if they don't keep making movies. That's yeah. always the deal. So that's just the reality we're stuck in is yeah. we're going to keep seeing them.
0: I don't think it's a big deal when you consider the fact that comics get relaunched all the time. It almost kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like another thing about superhero movies is, I usually don't like sequels, but for superhero movies, I'm always on board for a sequel because it makes sense because they had like tons of stories in the comics, so
2: yeah. it works. So it's I funny, don't, just to think but, about yeah. something like. But, like, what about Batman? You think about we'll having a reboot of Batman? I think like, it's
1: going to be real interesting to see what happens after
2: Dark Knight like, Rises. Because, I, like, I feel like it's, like, the one franchise that's gone in this direction where, like, holy shit, these are, like, actually, like, super amazing films. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, are there any other franchises that have done that? It's going to be, like you said, interesting.
0: I've heard people theorize that if they ever want to make a Justice League movie... They'd probably just make a new Batman to set it up. Like, they'd, they'd do the same thing with the Avengers. They'd, like they'd have make a new to. Superman, they'd make a
2: Batman. I don't know why they'd have to. I but mean, I they couldn't, you know, I guess they don't have to well, do well, anything. One of the great things about Batman, the Justice
1: League is how, like, out of place Batman seems in the <laughs> Justice League. And yet, you know, he totally is worth it because he's so much smarter than everyone else. He always knows exactly what to do. And, of course, he always has the perfect gadget to defeat every villain.
0: Well, like, will Christian Bale do a do a movie like that? Yeah, I I
1: I think after Dark Knight Rises, most of that cast is probably done with Batman and Chris Nolan as well.
0: I mean, here's how I see it. If they want to make a Justice League movie, they're going to have to ask Christian Bale. And if he says no, I think they'll probably make another Batman because they'll have to introduce people to the new Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not just going to put people into the Justice League movie like, who the hell is this guy? This isn't Christian Bale.
1: I mean, unless <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> unless they want You're a to, nice guy. But... Unless <laughs> they wanted to do, you know, Batman is just in the Batman costume all the time because it's not hard for people to go, I'm not wearing hockey
3: pants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. What were we talking about? We were talking about the thing. <laughs> Is the thing going to be on our list?
0: He's pretty damn good in the comics. I consider him.
1: Okay. How about the Wolverine? No. Oh
2: man, I love Wolverine. Compt, so much. aka
1: Weapon X. Yeah. The uh, one of the most
3: famous member of the X Men. He's got knives in his hands, and he can regenerate. That's why he can do the knives in his hands. And he's got sweet facial hair.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it
2: does. (laughs) Kevin Calabro was talking about how he thinks uh, Luke Scott looks like. Yeah. He's going for that Wolverine. What's funny
1: about Wolverine is, outside of the Hugh Jackman movies, he's always been portrayed as, like, a short, kind of ugly dude.
0: That's one of the things I love about him. He's kind of the, the opposite of what you expect to see in a superhero. You know, superheroes are tall and dashing. Here's this guy who's usually supposed to be about five three. He's got the weird haircut. He's like hella hairy and just grizzled. <laughs> he smokes, he swears. I mean as much as you can in a comic. And you know, he drinks and stuff. Flips people around. I mean, but he still he no. still protects people. No, he doesn't do. he
1: would never flip the bird. Doesn't he he's like, Shing. He's like, Sure F- he F- would. Just the he did that kind of
0: shit all the time. But he's another one of those characters that was perfected, and I was talking about that, that great run of the X-Men in the early 80s by John Byrne and Chris Claremont. Because at that time, Marvel was like, you guys should get rid of this Wolverine character. He's stupid. He's got a stupid costume. He's dumb. And they said, well, we better start writing some really good stories for him. And that's what they did, and they kind of fleshed him out and uh, made him cool. And I think, arguably, he went on to be the... Maybe, like, one of the most uh, famous superheroes like the 90s, I feel like. I feel like he was everywhere, you know. I mean, I mean, maybe just for me. I feel like he's definitely the biggest X-Men. I think we can all agree yeah, they on. They just
1: made stuff. him so cool. They're like, well, he's, like, immortal, and he was, like, a samurai, and he, like, fought in all the wars. And then he got metal put on his bones, the hardest metal <laughs> yeah. known to
0: anyone. Yeah. That's another thing. His power is really unique if you think about it. Like, you know, it's not just to say that, oh, he has metal claws, because that's not his power. His power is that he has the ability to, you know, like, heal and regenerate. So the thing is, you know, they, 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 they took him and they put adamantium all over his bones because he could survive the procedure. And then he, can, he has the claws, too. And he, just, and he heals, you know, so he's always kind of... He ages really slowly so everyone else around him gets old and stuff. And he's got this really mysterious past. And he's Canadian, which is kind of interesting because how I many superheroes are Canadian?
2: I thought he was Australian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's this really terrible 80s version of the X-Men. They did, like, a cartoon pilot where they tried to launch a series in the 80s. And Yeah, he they made him Australian. <laughs> he was really stupid. <laughs> he just a stupid kid. <laughs> They went in the totally wrong direction with them, but the '90s cartoon was better, and
2: they did a pretty good job with them there. What, what what was your opinion on the movie on the, on the Wolverine the, movie? solo movie? Yeah, Hugh Jackman
0: is really good, but literally nothing else was. <laughs> Everything else was terrible. Ryan Reynolds is terrible. Um, really, really bad CGI. There's literally two scenes where he looks up at the sky and goes, "No." Like how, to do that. How many zoom.
1: scenes are there of him walking away from an explosion?
0: <laughs> Probably like three <laughs> or something. And all the characters were so dumb—just a bunch of one-liners and stuff. Sabretooth
2: is really dumb. What about the and, What about the story? Was it Was it true? Like at all? Like his to the backstory? comics? Yeah.
0: Um, They kind of followed in, in in the early two thousands. They came up with this series called that was called like Origin, where they came up with a backstory for Wolverine, which I didn't like because I always liked that he was a mystery, and he's just this guy that I feel like late nineteenth century poor farmer type guy, and that's the kind of the direction they went with in uh, X Men Origins. But then they also made Sabretooth his brother, which I thought was really stupid because that wasn't even in the Origin comic. That's something brand new, and then it doesn't make sense. Like, in the movies, in the later X-Men movies where Sabretooth and Wolverine have scenes together. It's like, you guys are brothers, you know. Like, they don't, he doesn't look anything the same because they've had a wrestler play him in the other X-Men movies. Like, they don't, those movies don't gel. It's really
1: frustrating that with X-Men Origins and also X-Men First Class that they, like, half-heartedly tried to keep them in continuity with the first three X-Men movies. It's like, why not just reset
2: it? No one cares. Yeah. Like, they tried, but didn't do a good yeah, job. Yeah,
1: like, they did a horrible job. Like, they handicapped Professor X at the end of X-Men First Class, even though in X-Men 3, Patrick Stewart's fucking walking around in a flashback that's just, like, a few, you know, when he's Patrick Stewart.
0: and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those movies, you try to watch those movies together, they're not going to make any sense. So, it that hasn't been well-kept movie series. But Wolverine, Hugh Jackman has always done such a great job, and really the only complaint people had early on was that he was too tall for the part. But pretty much everyone's forgotten that by now. I, I mean, that. I mean, aside from that, these everything else is spot on. The personality, swearing, the drinking, the Find he's it. just so cool. He's like the Clint Eastwood of superheroes, <laughs> and he was really great in some of those early, those uh, X Men comics. I actually have his. First appearance ever in a comic book. It's a incredible Hulk comic from the seventies where he showed up. But uh it's Fucking in bad shape. The Hulk. It's in bad shape, so I don't think it could sell for much. Negative five dollars.
1: Alright. Look at you did look at you did this comic. You have to
3: give me five dollars for All right. showing this to me.
1: Alright, calm. Comic
3: book men would be very sad.
1: Calm. What can you tell me about Wonder Woman besides her costume?
3: Uh She's got a plane. She's got an invisible jet <laughs> and a lasso of truth.
1: <laughs> Would you be surprised if I told you Wonder Woman was actually sculpted out of clay and her mother brought that clay to life?
3: Yeah, I'd be real surprised. <laughs> truth. Whoa.
1: Yeah, Wonder Woman's pretty stupid. Th- that's the thing. She has this bizarre, original run of comics that are like actually pretty sexist and weird and kind of like into bondage and stuff it's it's, it's not good <laughs> and somehow wonder woman came out of that as the uh like a, a sort of a feminist icon later on and, and also is one of the most popular superheroes on the planet and it's hard to tell why what, what i like about wonder woman i guess is uh her, her roots are she's from this amazonian island that's hidden away from the rest of the world where there's it's just women which is that's how you know because obviously her mother couldn't get it on with anyone and so she had to sculpt her out of clay and bring it to life and so she comes to live in the world of men and helps protect us and what's cool about wonder woman is that she is like you know she's like a a greek warrior and she's unlike batman and superman she'll, she'll kill somebody if if she has to, you know, kill him by murder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Via murder.
0: But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think the reason probably most people know about her is because of the 70s TV show. But, I mean, I think there's a reason she hasn't been relevant since then. Because she's, she's, I mean, an invisible plane and a lasso of truth. What a lame way to interrogate someone tying a rope around them. Like, I want the Jack Bauer way where you scream at them and then you may possibly kill them. Inject like, them with painful. She's so she's such a dated character. That's the kind of the problem with DC characters. I mean, I I think it's cool that they take these really ridiculous characters and try to make them like work. But I just I feel like some of them, the way they started off, it was just so weird and kind of cheesy that it'll never really work that well. I mean, they've they've, probably, they've taken her I've probably in some interesting directions, but I think at her basis, she's she's whatever. She's okay character. I don't think she's great.
1: It's kind of a shame. Do you think there would Wonder be more? Mama. So many years of Wonder Woman, and yet
0: there's there's that TV show that tried to get on there just like last year, right? And then it failed. Totally David failed. E. Kelly's Wonder Woman. <laughs> <David> <laughs> Kelly.
1: TV Warrior. <laughs> it's a great song. I think isn't isn't the guy who wrote Wonder Woman also the inventor of like the lie detector? Like the polygraph?
0: You're outside of my realm of knowledge.
1: <laughs> I think that is true. That's pretty weird. But uh, maybe that's why she has a lasso of truth. She's like me.
0: Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the guy who created the lie detector really wanted to be a woman. Maybe. That's why he never took a lie detector test because he never wanted want anyone to take, ask him that.
1: Do you want to be a woman? All right, so John, we've got we got we've got eleven on this list. I'm I'm bumping Wonder Woman, by the way. Um, Rorschach maybe is the one to go.
0: I just feel like we came up with some pretty good points for like <laughs> yeah, why we did. Like it seems pretty character. cool to
1: me. Yeah. Uh, I uh, think, thing maybe
3: me
2: see. thing for me. Yeah, me too.
0: God, it's, it's just a shame because those Fantastic Four comics are so good. It's probably it may be the best. I mean, it's, it's tough. But Between that and Spider-Man, best of those comics of that time. Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. Um, so also but let real. me see. I'm taking a look. It probably will be a thing now.
1: I mean, Iron Man, maybe? Yeah, I'd get rid yeah. of Iron Man. Dude. Drunk rich guy in a robot suit.
0: Things cooler than Iron Man. I mean, that's, that's hard to argue today
2: to most people. Yeah, like to me, but, I don't have... I mean, I didn't have any relationship with Fantastic Four and I didn't see the movies and I was all about Iron Man but like I don't know anything about the comics per se
0: mm-hmm. I mean if you're just looking at this from the comic book stance I think Thing head over heels would be the shit out of Iron Man I mean not I mean not in a fight I mean just as a character just the quality of the storytelling and the depth of the I, character
1: I, I think what I read of the Civil War Made Iron Man a really interesting character, and you know the thing wasn't really a player in that. The what? The Secret Wars? No, the Marvel Civil War from just a few years ago, the mid two thousands.
0: I don't, I don't care about comics from a few years ago. Sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me, that's like Star Wars novels or something. I just have no respect for where so many comics have gone today. I tried to get back into comics in the two thousands. It just wasn't <laughs> happening. Uh, so I'm always going to be just talking about like that. These, these characters in their heyday.
1: What about Hulk? Hmm.
0: I'd probably pick Hulk over thing. You can, you can drop thing. It's tough, but
1: I feel like. Yeah, I just, I, I got more joy out of the Iron Man movies than I have out of. Fantastic Four comics from old times.
0: I mean, this is our list. So it's got to be a group consensus kind of thing. Things
1: definitely are number 11, though.
0: That is. And then Iron Man's probably on the lower end of the spectrum on this list. Okay. I would think.
1: Uh, Iron Man and probably Captain America, also pretty low down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man may
0: be higher than I don't know. It's just those movies, those Iron Man movies are those so Iron good. Iron Man
1: movies are so good. Ca- Captain America movie was pretty good, solid.
0: But when I think of the best thing about the Captain America uh, was the Avengers comics, and those had Iron Man in them. So like his best moment was still sharing the spotlight with Iron Man. <laughs> so maybe Iron Man is higher than Captain America.
1: Okay, so let's put <laughs> Captain America at number ten.
0: Those movies are they're giving a big boost for Iron
2: Man, man. Iron Man, man.
1: Iron Man, man. So I'm thinking now eight and nine are probably Iron Man and and Rorschach in that order.
0: Yeah, what what was it?
1: I put Iron Man at number nine. Okay. And then I would put Rorschach at number
0: eight. Uh, sure.
1: Just because he's so, you know, he's just got the one thing.
0: Wait a minute, though. I mean, I keep forgetting Daredevil's still on this list. Daredevil's pretty cool, but I don't know that he's that cool. He's probably, like, nine.
1: He's number nine? Now
0: that I think about it.
1: So, cool cool than Captain America.
0: I feel like Daredevil's, uh, the comics were better, and he was a better character than Captain America.
1: Okay. Captain America at ten, Daredevil at nine, Iron Man and Rorschach at eight and seven.
0: Works for me I'm looking maybe Probably at Hulk next
1: That's perfect Yeah (laughs) Top five time And
0: probably Green Lantern
1: Yeah okay And then Wolverine Number four Yeah Now here's the tricky part That everyone's been waiting for (laughs) Batman, Superman, Spider-Man
0: The big three
2: You wanna just go around the table And
1: Okay. And, uh, okay everyone say your you're least. number three how about
2: we all say the exact same thing?
1: no how about <laughs> we, <laughs> I always go to call him first this podcast <laughs> you are my number three you're number three uh, I go Superman Superman's your number three Nancy Superman John Superman <laughs> I would say it's Spider Man, but <laughs> I'm. Sp- cl- uh,
2: I I I almost said Spider Man, but then when Colin said Superman, I thought about it. Like, <laughs> like I always, I always, unless I'm watching a Superman movie, I'm not really that about Superman. But if I'm watching a Superman movie, I'm like, oh man, I always forget how. There's, uh, there's but just, I do think it's kind of lame that he can pretty much do whatever he wants.
1: I just, I really love Superman. It's just such a purity to him, you know.
2: Yeah. I just.
1: God. Makes me so happy just it makes to you want imagine to play Superman
2: 64
1: having Superman around. No, it doesn't make me want to play <laughs> Superman 64. Nothing would make me want to do that. You gotta fly through those rings. Sure. I can fly through rings in Star Fox 64 and have a much better time.
0: But yeah, I, mean, I think Spider Man just has more depth as the character. He's got more uh, conflicts, he's more relatable, which is pretty amazing when you can make a superhero relatable. His powers are pretty unique and we know what they all are and everything. Uh he had good comics, he had good villains. Superman's good. Uh but I feel like he just doesn't he he lacks this the same amount of quality material that is based off of him, you know.
1: But I, I love him so much. You know, I, I, think just, you're, I think you're outnumbered, I just, John. I That's just want just... him to hold me in his arms and tell me I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then what? It's Spider-Man number two and Batman number one, right?
2: I agree. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Got me, Batman. He's so bad. Hey, this ass. is a hella agreeable list. There was like no arguing. <laughs> it's, the thing is,
0: uh, it's another one of those ones where you have to battle for the 10 spot. Uh. I would really you read it off
1: our top 10 favorite superheroes are number 10 captain america number nine the daredevil number eight iron man number seven rorschach number six the hulk number five green lantern number four wolverine number three superman number two spider-man and number one the cape crusader himself batman well guys I know I'm going to go see Avengers real soon, but I'm not going to tell anyone about it because we don't do reviews on this podcast. But if you want to read a review, may I recommend you head over to MildlyPlease.com where you can also leave feedback on this show and all other shows. Until next time, we've been Top Ten for